A look at how the odds favor the Miami Dolphins in the 2023 season, according to our friends over at FanDuel here today on Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Miami. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today is Friday, June 30th, 2023. And I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host here on Locked On Dolphins, co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with Joe Marino. I want to give a special shout out to our everydayers who do keep it locked in with us on a daily basis here on the show because it is your team every day. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And today on the show, we are dedicating some time to the odds and the odds, according to our friends over at FanDuel, the exploration of that being what are some of the odds that that I think are a reflection of reality? What are some of the odds that I think are uh, the odds makers stealing money from bettors who are eager to bet on a specific topic? And uh, where do the Dolphins need more respect with some of the odds that have been set in place? And that is our objective here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins, which I'm looking forward to. So I have the FanDuel Sportsbook up here, and we're just kind of, Going to take a journey on a casual Friday, weaving our way through, starting with some Miami Dolphins-specific player props uh, that, that are available for the Dolphins and the odds and whether or not I would or would not take these odds myself. Um, we'll start with Tua Tungvaloa throwing 30-plus passing touchdowns in the regular season. That is for plus 115 right now over at FanDuel. And I think the conflict here, of course, is the availability component. I think the offense is in place for Tua to have that level of production. I am expecting Tua to play more of a volume. If you told me Tua Tungvaloa had 500 pass attempts this year, I would say yes, you get 30. And the only risk that I feel like you are taking here does indeed lie with the fact that there is a durability history that is troublesome in allowing him to take that kind of volume to get those kinds of touchdown numbers. But this offense, I do think, is primed and positioned uh, to still have that kind of offensive output. I'm expecting 420 points this season offensively for the team. Uh, and that's about 25 points more than they scored last year. I understand that, but... Uh, that's the progress and the ability to play another year in the system and having the players that you have at your disposal. So I, I would take that bet for plus 115. You're getting more money back than just doubling up. That in itself for me, uh, it, it makes sense. Now, I don't know that I would touch Tyree Kill receiving 10-plus touchdown passes in the regular season. That is on this board for plus 140. <sighs> And if he got 30, if if Tua had 30 touchdown passes, you would make the argument that, well, you know, between Waddle and Hill, somebody's probably getting double digits. I would just fade, I would fade that number, and I don't want to speak out of turn here. But if you look at Tyreek Hill, 
and the production that he's put on display. He had seven receiving touchdowns last year. He had nine the year before that. He had 15 in 2020, seven in 2019, 12 in 2018, seven in 2017, and six in 2016. He's only done double digits twice with the, with the career that Tyreek has had, and I think some of that is the attention that he commands. I would I would fade that, and I would not bet it personally. Maybe you want to. Feel free. You can rub it in my face if you get it right, too. You already know if you've been listening to Locked on Dolphins, I would hammer Jalen Phillips 10-plus sacks this season. That's for plus 140 as well. I think those are great odds. Uh, I, I think that that should get hit with some money, in my mind, that would push that number uh, to, to be less of a payout. But that's reflective, of course, of the cash that comes in on the bets, and it influences where the lines fall. But uh, I get really excited about that one. I think that's the most blatantly obvious yes for me out of the three that we've discussed thus far. Uh, from a player props perspective, you also have some – uh, annual award numbers to watch starting with offensive rookie of the year in 2023. Devon H has the one, two, three. I'm, boy, I'm going to do the math live here. So buckle in with me. We're going to go one, two, three, the 12th best uh, tied for the 10th best odds to win AP rookie of the year this year. It's plus 4,000. So the odds aren't particularly, particularly good. Bijan Robinson's the favorite at plus 300 and Bryce Young at plus 450. You have CJ Stroud at plus 900, Anthony Richardson at plus 900. And then you have Jameer Gibbs running back with the Detroit Lions, Jackson Smith and Jigba, the slot receiver with the Seattle Seahawks, Jordan Addison, a wide receiver with the Minnesota Vikings, Quentin Johnson, wide receiver with the Los Angeles Chargers and Zay Flowers, wide receiver with the Baltimore Ravens. Those are the players in the league that have better odds than Devon A. Chain to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. I do not think <laughs> I would sniff that number. You have, of course, the Dalvin Cook storyline that you have to be mindful of. You have Raheem Mostert. You have Jeff Wilson. You have a player who is going to have to find himself in this offense versus three NFL veterans, potentially, if you add Dalvin Cook, who have taken snaps in this offense or a variation of this offense before in their NFL careers. I think that's just too much. I think Devon Aitchin can be a really valuable chess piece. I think he can have meaningful touches. I think he can take meaningful snaps. But to be in a position where you demand the kind of workload that it's going to take to outpace Bijan Robinson as the featured running back with the Atlanta Falcons and the starting quarterbacks and CJ Stroud and Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson. I don't like those odds. Those to me are, are not favorable. So uh, I would fade that one personally. Now, of course we are talking about FanDuel. So let's go ahead and talk about FanDuel right now is the perfect time for you to take a swing over at FanDuel with Major League Baseball, you can get up to 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200 when you sign up over at FanDuel with your first bet. That's right. You just bet 20 bucks, You can get $200 back in bonus bets, win or lose with FanDuel. 
It's 200 you could spend on everything from the money line to over under some of the things we're talking about here today on the show as well, all on an app that is safe, secure, super easy to use. And best of all with FanDuel, when you win, you get paid out instantly. There's no better place to bet Major League Baseball or NFL futures than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get up to $200 in bonus bets back with your first bet. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel official partner of Major League Baseball. So let's continue here. We have some divisional odds. We have some team totals. We're going to get the playoff odds. Uh, the Dolphins right now from a divisional standpoint I think there's, I don't want to say this is disrespectful here, but they are the third best odds in the AFC East to win this division. The Buffalo Bills are favored at plus 130. The New York Jets are second at plus 250. The Dolphins at third at plus 290. And then the New England Patriots are currently plus 750. So they are perceived by the betting lines to be far and away the least favored team to win the AFC East, the New England Patriots. The Bills being twice as likely as the Jets and Dolphins, though, uh, I, I think is a big number. I think the Bills do deserve the benefit of the doubt. They've won this division several straight years. I believe it's three states, straight seasons, 2020, 2021, and 2022. Right? To be the man, you got to beat the man. It's not just a fun catchphrase. It is legitimate. Uh, but the Dolphins being third on this list and almost at plus 300, I, I think is certainly worth your consideration. Uh, to, to put that number in perspective, the LA Chargers are plus 300 to win the AFC West. The, char uh, the Chiefs are minus 160. So overwhelmingly better odds. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings and Green Bay Packers are around approximately the same odds to win the NFC North, trailing the, the Detroit Lions, which almost have the same odds as the Buffalo Bills to win that division. Uh, the Carolina Panthers have about the same odds to win the NFC South as the Dolphins do to win the NFC East in a division that uh, has the New Orleans Saints clearly favored to win that. But the third-place team in every division, in the current divisional odds over at FanDuel, Dolphins plus 290, Cleveland Browns plus 390, Dolphins have better odds. Colts plus 500, Dolphins have better odds. Broncos plus 550, Dolphins have better odds. Giants plus 750, Packers plus 350, Panthers plus 330, and the Rams plus 1,000. Dolphins have the best odds of any third-place team in their division. So that's a testament to the challenge of the division. But I still think this team should probably be out in front of that team from East Rutherford, New Jersey, uh, with the odds to win this division. Now, granted, this is one of those ones I think where you take a step back and you understand the objective of the sports book is to what? It's to make money. So you've got a big market team in New York, a lot of casual fans who identify that Aaron Rodgers has become the quarterback of the New York Jets. You set favorable odds. People are going to throw money at that number, and it's going to continue uh, to facilitate them leaving that number up there, albeit with smaller and smaller payouts. But, you know, they, they will probably rake a lot of money on New York fans and the New York media, which is such a large media, uh, throwing dollars at the Jets to win the division. 
I think that's going to be good news for the sports books. I think my, I, I would put a reasonable amount of money on plus 290. It's a, uh, I, I don't think it's a shoe in, but at the same time, I think it's a reasonable enough outcome with a really good, almost three to one payout for the risk that you are taking for that to happen. And that to me would be enough of a motivation uh, to uh, jump at that number. Continuing on the um, divisional focus here, the Dolphins, uh, their line for wins on this season is over or under nine and a half. So will the Dolphins have a winning record this year is effectively the question. They have equal odds above and below, minus 110. So it's about a coin toss according to these odds, whether the Dolphins finish. Oh, that's not true. I misspoke. Nine and eight would be under the wins. So it's not whether or not you get a win-loss. It's do the Dolphins have double-digit wins this season. And it feels like that, with the odds being what they are, is perceived to be a coin toss. How does that compare to the rest of the division? Well, the New York Jets are also at over under nine and a half wins. They are not a coin toss, however. They, they have better odds to go over nine and a half minus 122 versus plus 100 for under nine and a half wins for the New York Jets this upcoming season. The Buffalo Bills, of course, the team that is favored to win this division, their number is 10 and a half wins. And they are minus 134 to go over 10 and a half. They're plus 110 to go under 10 and a half. If I were taking the the, the games, uh, just as a follow-up, the New England Patriots, not to forget the Patriots, seven and a half wins is their team total. And they have better odds to finish under seven and a half. I think the Bills can win from 12 to, to, from 10 to 13 games this year. I think the Dolphins can win from 10 to 13 games this year. I think the Jets can win from 10, 10 to 11, 9 if things don't go well. I don't think I, I think they're the least likely of the three to hit the over on their number. I would say that. And then the New England Patriots, I would probably, man, seven, seven or eight feels right for them. Now, whether or not they, they finish seven and ten. I think they'll have a hard time reaching that number just because the floor of, of the style of football that they're going to play and how well they are going to be on defense. Uh, they're not going to beat themselves. Uh, so I think that's going to put you in a position to win most football games that you play. If you have to score 30 points, I don't trust your ability to do it. So well, from a divisional standpoint, I would probably say over on Dolphins and Bills, and I'd probably say coin toss, but under on the other two teams. That's just how I perceive the division as things currently stand right now. Uh, we do have uh, playoffs, but I, I do want to give some uh, acknowledgement to some of the other props as well. I, I feel like I would be remiss to, to not acknowledge playoff odds, Super Bowl odds, so on and so forth. Well, we'd go over the teams that are in front of the Dolphins in that regard, but uh, there are some other player props that I do think are interesting that as I'm sitting here scrolling and we're on a casual Friday zipping through this, um, I see that have caught my attention and we're going to come up with that next here on this episode of locked on dolphins. 
passing yards leaders for the upcoming season. This was one that was too good for me to pass up. Uh, Tua Tonga-Valoa, what would you do if I told you that he has the fifth best odds in the NFL to lead the league in passing? I don't know that I would take it. Heck, I might take it for plus 1,200, right? You're, you're getting better than 10 to 1 payout if that hits. Patrick Mahomes plus 450, Joe Burrow plus 700, Justin Herbert plus 700, Kirk Cousins plus 1,000. Go look at his, his numbers. He's consistently been putting up 4,500 yards per season. Tua Tungavaloa plus 1,200, Josh Allen plus 1,400, Trev, Trevor Lawrence plus 1,600, Jared Goff, Dak Prescott rounding out the, the top nine, and, and Aaron Rodgers tied for that, that spot at 10th as well. Those are the top 10. Tua plus 1,200, fifth on this list. I think that's to some degree a testament to the receivers he's throwing to. To some degree, I think it's a testament to the offense that he's in. I do think he could give it a run if Mike McDaniel doesn't adjust his play calling style. And of course the Dolphins continue to uh, throw the football, but then Tua plays uh, a large volume of the season. I, I think the magic number for Tua from a pass attempt standpoint to fully realize his potential is 500 pass attempts. Would love to see you get 500. If you told me the Dolphins are going to get 500 pass attempts for Tua Tungvalu, they're going to 11 plus games this year. And Tua is going to throw for probably low 4,000s. Uh, he's going to go over that 30 touchdown mark in my mind uh, with the offense that he is in and then the skill players that he has and his own growth as a player. So uh, that's interesting. Now to, to follow that up, I think it's an even better reinforcement um, to us in yards in the top five, but he's seventh on the touchdowns list. He's behind Mahomes, Josh Allen, Josh Allen's second on this list, but sixth in the yardage list. Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, all in front of Tua Tungvaloa, who is seventh on the passing touchdowns standpoint. Um, Tua's over-under for yards is 3,800 yards. It's minus 112 for over or under. I take the over. I think we are going to see more of Tua Tungvalu this year. I, I think there's uh, his his body changes, kind of the reinforcement. I think him being firmly entrenched as the starter and not feeling the need or the pressure to make all of these plays and just concede downs from time to time and trust the offense. I think that's the evolution that will take place. It's not to say he won't get banged up, not to say he won't miss some time, but I I think a lot of the internal compounding factors that have challenged Tua early in his NFL career that probably compounded some of his not attractive qualities as a quarterback and a dis from a discipline and protection standpoint um, have alleviated themselves. And I think that's huge. So I would take the over on that. Not that the odds are great. Uh, I think it's less appealing than uh, some of the other props that we've discussed. We also have receiving props. Uh, which I want to get into as well, since we've we've kind of talked about Tyreek Hill uh, and receiving touchdowns as an individual player prop. But Hill's third on the odds of NFL receivers to lead the league in receiving yards. Uh, he is not in the top six for receiving touchdowns. He's plus one thousand behind just Jamar Chase and Jamar Je or Justin Jefferson, excuse me, uh, for receiving yardage players. Jalen Waddle is ninth 
on this list plus 2,000. Here's the thing. So the, the Tyree thing, the ongoing situation, to quote Drew Rosenhaus, I don't think anything that comes from that, and I'm still letting that process play out before I go too far down the rabbit hole on it, let all this information come to light. I don't think anything that does come from that is going to threaten his season upcoming. I think the the due process that usually takes place for these things, I think it's probably, and this is just kind of me speculating here, I don't have any inside information, I would feel more um, inclined to say that if you were to miss time from a disciplinary standpoint, it would probably be 2024 instead of 2023, based on the timeline of how this has unfolded. Now, that could very easily change. So that, to me, doesn't impact these props for Tyreek. I think you could probably throw some on both of these guys. Uh, the, the payouts, again, 200 to 1 and 100 to 1 uh, for Tyreek and Jalen um, is enough for me to feel like it's worth the risk. Uh, I, I Again, I think the yardage is more appealing than the touchdowns uh, just because the the track record there uh, from receiving touchdowns for Tyreek, who's obviously so accomplished, uh, doesn't necessarily give you the the energy in life that you feel like you need to uh, to swing the bat in that regard. Now, let's talk about the playoffs. Playoffs? You want to talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Um, the Dolphins, to make the playoffs this upcoming season, yes, is minus 105. No is minus 115. So you get better payout to bet no, but you would not double up your money if you bet either way. So it's pretty respectable odds uh, that Miami makes the playoffs, but it's it's scoring as a coin toss from an odds perspective. Of the New York Jets in the division, yes is minus 134. No is plus 110. So they have better odds to make the playoffs again. That's in line with this sports book reflecting that the Jets and how the odds are currently outlined are the second best team in the division. The Buffalo Bills, uh, keeping it within the division, minus 245 to make the playoffs, plus 194 to miss the playoffs. And then the New England Patriots are the one lone team in the division that does not have favorable odds to make the playoffs, plus 285 to make the playoffs this year. So, Again, I think it it continues to paint this picture that you have three highly competitive teams and a team that is not up to snuff with the quality of the other rosters that's been assembled. Will it actually turn out that way? It's hard to say. I would be inclined to say a lot of things don't go the way you th- that you think they're going to go in the NFL. Out of all of these, what would I bet? Uh, I don't think the payout is incentive enough to to bet the Patriots missing the playoffs. Um, I'd probably just lean into the homer and say, yes, Dolphins minus 105 to make the playoffs. I do think this is a playoff team this year, and I, I think that they're going to style themselves. And, again, the addition of Dalvin Cook, if if your quarterback does miss a handful of games, has, has been the norm the last few seasons. Having more of a running game to lean on and having players that are more familiar with the system that are stepping into these roles I think is is the objective that the team has pursued, and I think that will manifest where I think – you can bridge the gap better and not be so lopsided if these critical players are not on the roster. 
Which brings us to the Super Bowl. Now, we'll just do the conference. We'll do the conference. The Dolphins have the sixth best odds to win the AFC conference, according to FanDuel Sportsbook. I'll take that. I think they're probably, I know they're better than at least one of those teams uh, that's listed in front of them. The Chiefs are favored, plus 350. The Bills are second at plus 450. The Bengals are third at plus 500. This is where I think it gets interesting. I think you can make a case for the Dolphins from an odds perspective to be the next team on this list. The next two teams are plus 1,000 and the Dolphins are plus 1,200. The New York Jets, already gone over that one. And the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore, we've discussed. We've acknowledged when we did the edge group discussion. We talked about the shortcomings of that Baltimore Ravens pass rush group as it is currently constructed. They have questions at cornerback. They have questions with their offensive scheme. Is Lamar Jackson going to hit the ground running being much more of a robust and dynamic passer? For the Dolphins, the the the, the lazy narrative anytime the Dolphins come up on a major media outlet is to say, well, if Tua can stay healthy, well, you need to a healthy at healthy at the end of the season. But again, I think you're in a better position. If Tua missed four games, I think you're exponentially better positioned this year to handle it than you were last year. And if you're going to make a Super Bowl run, you can make it as the five seed, especially if you end up playing like Jacksonville, who I think is still a young team, a flawed team. I think they'll be good this year. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be outstanding. Um but you're going to have to run through Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, or the, the usual suspects. I think Miami has better standing than both the Jets and the Ravens uh, from a conference championship standpoint to win the conference. Uh, the Chargers are right on their heels at plus 1,300 versus the Dolphins at plus 1,200. There's the seventh team. Uh, so if the conference odds were going to dictate who your playoff teams were, and the Chiefs winning the West, the Bills winning the East, the Bengals winning the South, or the, excuse me, the North, the Jaguars winning the South, and you would have the Ravens as the five, the Jets as the six, and the Dolphins as the seven, which means mean the Dolphins will go to Buffalo and play the Bills if you use the conference odds to determine the seating. Now, it's not a shoe-in by any means, and I think you can make a case that Miami would, would be better positioned than at least two of those teams on that list. Super Bowl odds to bring us to a close here today. The Dolphins have the 12th best odds to win the Super Bowl, which is interesting because a number of the teams that are in front of Miami were teams in the AFC whose likelihood to win the AFC conference was less than the Dolphins. So make that make sense. Miami, 12th on this list, plus 2,500. The Chiefs are plus 600. The Eagles are plus 800. The Bills are plus 900. The Bengals 49ers are plus 1,000. That is your top five. The teams directly in front of the Dolphins, the Chargers and Jaguars, have the same odds as the Dolphins, plus 2,500. The Detroit Lions have plus 2,200. The Ravens have plus, are plus 1,800. The Jets are plus 1,600. That team in sixth place, the Dallas Cowboys, an NFC team. 
So Miami had better odds to win the conference than the Chargers and the Jaguars, and yet the, the Jaguars and the Chargers have equal odds to win the Super Bowl. It's obviously a tough competitive division. If you were to ask me where I think you have the best payout opportunities, uh, I think the player props have some some really good payout opportunities from a playoffs perspective. I told you in the AFC East, I'd bet Dolphins minus 105. Yes. From a conference and the Super Bowl perspective, 250 to 1. Those are the odds to win the Super Bowl. Your odds to win the conference are 120 to 1. I throw a little bit on both of those. This is a team where that's the expectation is, is to be in the conversation at that time of year. Now, you still have to actually go out and do it, of course. But if I'm aligning where I think this team can go with potential risk of betting money with potential reward of the magnitude of the payout, I think it's worth it to throw a couple, couple bucks on it. So, yes, I'll be involved on in some of these Dolphins features, and um, I wouldn't say any of these are these these long postseason runs, I wouldn't say they're likely. There's obviously highly competitive windows uh, for the Dolphins to have to compete with. But it's kind of fun to look and see where the Dolphins stack. And it's a far cry from the uh, 2019 version in which the Dolphins were uh, obscenely plus 50,000 odds to make the playoffs or something like that. And, and obviously they're... Oh, in the conversation to, to be a top four team in the AFC from a uh, an odds perspective to win the conference. That's what you could hope for this time of year until you start playing games and you start keeping score and you start tallying records. That's all you can hope for this time of year. Where it goes from here, we will see. And I will see all of you back again next week here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. We are bringing it to a close. Hope you enjoy the show. Shout out to our everydayers. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Make sure you check out the Thursday episode with Coach Cody Alexander from Match Quarters. We went over Vic Fangio's defense, some X's and O's, how the front has to match the secondary, the nickel position, the magnitude that that brings to the table, and much more. It was a great episode. It was great to catch up with Coach. Hope you all enjoyed it as well. Hope you enjoyed this week of Locked On Dolphins. Fins up. I'm out of here. Peace.